Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We are now trying to get a hold of more information about local law enforcement in Uvalde, Texas. What we do know, what we do know, and I'm not going to run out. I, I've seen this video. I, I, I noticed that one of the uh, officers in the video of parents being restrained. Well, supposedly a local SWAT team was looking for keys to the building. One of the, one of the officers was wearing a U.S. Marshals patch on his body armor. Now, there's a lot of people jumping up and down that it seemed like the police were willing to use more force. We saw the video of the officer with his taser drawn. That the local police, or it could be county, were willing to use more force on parents, on parents who were trying to get into the school. Now, again, you're talking about an active shooter situation and a crime scene, and a crime scene. I think we all, if it was my kid, your kid, we'd all want to get in there. But it's still a crime scene, and police have to secure a crime scene, even if the shooter's dead. So we're waiting for more information. But what I do have is that the Bortak unit that saved the day, the Bortak officer that saved the day, Bortak was raiding stash houses in the area. They were serving warrants on properties that allegedly were harboring large groups of illegal immigrants. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie End of Watch, the scene when they go into the house and there's like literally like a fence, and behind the fence there's illegal migrants or illegal immigrants all huddled together. That's apparently what they were doing. And they heard the call. But this went on for 90 minutes. And we've also learned that Salvador Ramos Ramos, managed to get past an armed security officer. And there's even an allegation, and I'm only repeating it as an allegation, that maybe one or two officers did rush the building but all they did was get their own kids out. So a lot more information needs to come out, but right now the media's made a hero out of Robert Francis O'Rourke for his righteous anger in the face of Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott was not hosting a political event. Not that it would be appropriate. Greg Abbott was not speaking at an NRA convention being held in Texas. Not that that would be appropriate. Because the Democrats would never... What you're seeing right now is total control of the narrative by the Democrats in media. Total control of the narrative. We are bracing right now for a summer of violence as Roe v. Wade may be overturned on June 6th, which if there's riots and violence, storming of the Supreme Court, an attempt to assassinate a Supreme Court justice, I could assure you that as long as the Democrats hold power, there'll be no June 6th commission. And right now, the Democrats do have the power to air fingers, quote, do something, I guess. But what is that something? I think we have to work back on this. They don't believe the Second Amendment is a right to keep and bear arms. You've heard this dumb joke 
from Joe Biden for it's got to be at least 15 years about the deer in Kevlar. This is one of the stupidest things. This has nothing to do with the Second Amendment. So I think we need to work maybe backward. They've given up on discussing mental health issues. And I will say this. And a lot of parents of young boys would agree with me. That for far too long, for quite some time, the government-run education system has downright criminalized normal male behavior. The only boys that are acceptable in government-run education are the ones that sit on their hands, never speak out, yes ma'am, no ma'am. And we've locked down millions of kids for almost two years. So to say that we're not dealing with mental health issues, we are. But when we treat little boys like, like being a little boy is somehow a mental illness, something that needs to be dealt with. Now, I'm not saying that if boys are bullying or boys are roughhousing or boys are pulling a girl's hair, we just go, well, that's boys will be, and I know that was that Gillette commercial, right? But boys will be boys. But boys are not girls. Boys and girls are different. Boys can't be girls. Girls can't be boys. Part of being a male role model, part of being a father or a coach, is recognizing that boys are different than girls. But the lines we're drawing around normal boy behavior at a very young age are getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. You know, we have a channel, Lithium, because it was about 30 years ago that any boy that was not entirely focused on what the teacher was saying, they were just Ridlin. We were pilling up our boys. Adderall, Ridlin, everyone had ADHD. Let's be honest. The government-run education system is less and less and less serving boys. It's true. The grid classroom, teacher at the front, sit down, shut up, do as you're told, has really had a negative effect on boys. Now, I know, you're not allowed to stand up for boys. You're only allowed to stand up for girls. Girls in sports, girls in STEM. Don't ever talk about what we're doing to boys. Wintick 695, Patriot 957-2874. The feminist left is at war with boys. The hard left in this country is in love with the idea of deconstructing gender, most specifically in boys. They want to make boys over into asexual little girls. And they're not. Is there going to be a gay kid here and there? Yeah. But boys will be boys. Again, is not a license for boys to misbehave. But it does mean they are different than girls. And when you have a political movement that's at war with boys, you're going, to, you're going to create mental health problems for boys. When your only demand is that boys sit down, shut up, do as they're told, you bottle something up inside. But that being said, and you know I'm right. So many of you listening right now, you know I'm right. Even you ankle biters, you know I'm right. We have feminized 
the government-run education system. We don't treat boys equally anymore. Oh, boo-hoo, men have been dominating. Shut up. The little boys of today did nothing to you. They didn't create a patriarchy. They don't even know what a patriarchy is. They don't know what third-wave feminism is. They don't know these things. They know they're little boys. And when we have this iron-fisted feminist rule over the government-run education system, we're raising boys to think there's something wrong with them. Wines like 695 Patriot 9572874. But the media, the left-wing media, is dominating the narrative 100%. We're looking at a summer where there's likely to be violence. And the media is going not to say, the only violence they recognize as wrong was January 6th. Up until January 6th, all the political violence we saw, you know, Barack Obama spent his day yesterday reminding us that it was the second anniversary of the death of George Floyd. Point blank, George Floyd did not deserve to die, but he was not a hero. George Floyd was not a hero. He was not a communitarian. He was not a good Samaritan. He wasn't a social contributor. No, he did not deserve to die, but no, he does not deserve memorials erected in his image. But that was Barack. What what does a shooting in Uvalde, Texas, not involving white supremacy, or police brutality, or anything for that matter, have to do with George Floyd? Or is it that that's just the typical tone-deaf response? But up until January 6th, all political violence that we saw two years ago was completely justified by the Democrats and the media. They justified all of it. 2020 was mostly peaceful until January 6th, 2021. And it's been demanded. You have to apologize for this. All you Republicans, not one Democrat, not one Democrat had a finger put in their chest. Explain this, bub. I don't even know if I want to play that clip of Allison Camerata with her stupid clip. You want to protect embryos, but not children. No, I want to protect both. I want to protect both. But you notice something. And this is not, not the, the media's controlling the narrative here. They say, they say, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, then there's going to be back alley abortions. In other words, people are going to seek to circumvent the law. But if you ban, and we say the same thing in a way, if you ban guns, criminals are still going to get them. They always have, they always will. You have a border that is completely unsecured, and all the cartels have to do to add, all they have to do is add to their shipping manifestos. Let's see, people, fentanyl, guns. Crates of AK-47s will come flowing in from the third world right through the southern border. But they're not talking about that. The threat is that women will seek back alley abortions. But if they just pass a gun law, everybody will just, you know, not have guns, right? They're just not going to have guns. Uh, That's about as effective thinking as putting a gun-free zone sticker somewhere. Hey, 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 this is a gun-free zone. God damn it, I was going to kill a bunch of people, but I don't want to break the rules or anything. But notice how they're focusing on these children. And we never talk about partial birth abortion. Oh, there you go, Andrew. You're right. There I go. See, I'm not letting you control the narrative. You don't own the narrative. We have a procedure in this country that's entirely legal. 
that allows a doctor to birth a child and then kill it before it fully exits. I, I guess you say it's mother. As long as you turn it around and puncture the skull still inside, oh, you're good. Maybe we should say abortion, the darkness at the end of the tunnel. And we don't even know because the hard left and the Democrats fight all oversight of abortion clinics. Even the New York Times has written about this. Planned Parenthood is largely unregulated in the sense that if they perform a partial birth abortion and they fail, what do they do? What if that baby comes out and they haven't punctured its skull? What do they do? How do we know they don't just puncture the skull anyway? What proof do we have in, out, on the table, inside the mother? What? We don't have any. Now they'll say, well, when is the next mass shooting going to going to change things? Did Kermit Gosnell change anything? Jars full of babies in refrigerators? Did that change anything? Or this psycho woman? in Washington, D.C. that had dead babies in her apartment? No, it didn't. Because the media didn't want to talk about these things. Because they want to control the narrative. I said it yesterday. If we were talking in psychology, I could see someone saying that Democrats have made peace with viable abortion. But Republicans have made peace with mass shootings. I've made peace with neither. The problem is, when I say let's work backwards, you can't tell me how we maintain the Second Amendment, which is the law of the land, get over it, and solve this problem. When you deny that we have a mental health crisis in this country, when you deny that lockdowns have effect, When you deny that there is a war on boys. And when you deny that inner city shootings are just as bad. And that has nothing to do with Americans' ease of access to guns. Criminals in Chicago, New York, L.A., and other major cities are stacking the bodies high Every weekend, but you don't give a damn because it doesn't promote your narrative. And if the Second Amendment goes down, what other parts of the Constitution can they take away? We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XMP. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Serious XM Patriot, Channel 125.